Welcome to the Get Clear with Crystal Ware podcast, the place where we get clear on our goals, own our worth, and learn to be the CEOs of our own lives. I'm your host, Crystal Ware, lawyer and former Fortune 500 corporate leader who found the confidence to say goodbye to a lucrative career and start my own business. Now I'm opening up the playbook and sharing everything I've learned to get you there faster. It may not be easy, but it will always be worth it because you are made for more. So put on your big girl pants, jump on board, and let's reach for the stars. Are you ready to get clear? Welcome back to another episode of Get Clear. Today, what I'm going to talk about is something that I absolutely love talking about because it's something that I've mastered that I know is significant and makes a difference in my life and the lives of other people. And because it has to do with money. And I have always loved talking about money and I will always love talking about money. So what is it that we're going to talk about on the show today? It is you don't get what you deserve. You get what you negotiate. Let that sink in. Think about that. You do not get what you deserve. You get what you negotiate. What exactly does that mean? We all have inherent value. We all have cultivated skills. We all have experience. We all have amazing things that we have accomplished and that we have to offer to the world. It is the value that we should be leading with, the skills that pay our bills. But are we always getting what we deserve? Are we getting paid our worth? No. And especially women. The statistics show that. It shows that early in the career, let's call it the 18, 19, 20 to 25 year olds, the pay gap is about 8%. So that means that we're making 92 cents to the $1 of our male counterparts. And as we get older, that gap widens. And for what I consider to be the peak money-making years, which is the 40s to the 50s, the gap actually is more like 15%. And once you get up, you know, into the late 50s and into your 60s, the gap widens even more to nearly 25%. Men are making 25% more. Women are being paid three-fourths of that of men's at that age if they're still in the workforce, okay? So I know that you're worth more. You're worth as much as your male counterpart and you're worth as much as the lady next to you who negotiated her salary but you didn't. So you're getting paid what you negotiate, not what you deserve. We have to really take that in. We have to ruminate on that. We have to like let that seep into our bloods so that we as women truly understand that nobody is going to sit around and hand us the keys to the kingdom. Nobody is going to gift us this big lucrative opportunity and a really big paycheck. It is incumbent upon us to take action. We have to ask for it. We have to negotiate it. We have to demand it. And there's so much more to it than just the actual numbers and cents. And those are things that we'll go into in other podcasts and things that I've covered in past podcasts that you can, you know, look up and things that I talk about routinely on LinkedIn and my daily content. You know, how do you 
put yourself forward? How do you promote yourself? How do you get the good projects? How do you network? There's all these things that align to make sure that we are positioned to be able to actually ask for that big amount that we know we deserve. But when it comes down to actually doing it, how do we negotiate? Okay. And we need to figure out not only how we negotiate, but how to do it well, how to be an expert, how to be the best at asking for money. Pay me, pay me. (laughs) And that just made me think about a little plug I'll make, uh, for, uh, uh, somebody in my network who has a a daughter who created this amazing tech application called FU Pay Me. And it is for influencers and content creators to get paid their maximum amount by being opening up some transparency and allowing a platform where people can say what they've been paid before for certain brands, for certain deals, And so it's called F you pay me. And at first I thought that was so crass when I heard it, but in actuality, I think it fits so well. And that's kind of like what I want to say is a slogan for today. F you pay me, right? I deserve it. I'm worth it. I have done amazing things. I have worked really hard. I have pulled together this awesome career. Now you freaking pay me. We would love to think in a fairy tale land that our boss or somebody ahead of us, our colleagues are going to promote us, that they are going to share how awesome we are, that they're going to prop us up, that they're going to be yelling our names in their committee meetings, in their planning meetings and talking about amazing how wonderful Crystal is and all the things that she's done and how we can't have her, we could never replace her the spot that she fills on the team is worth, you know, her weight in gold. Unfortunately, that's not always the way it's happening. Sometimes it does. And sometimes we get that, that amazing boss that's going to be the real cheerleader, the real person that's going to, you know, push us forward, advocate on our behalf. History has shown me that most even really good bosses are not going to be that type. They're not going to make waves. They're not going to cause internal problems. It is on us. And the sooner we realize that, the sooner we can take action. The sooner we can own the action, the sooner that we will move forward in making the big ask and negotiating. So how do we actually do that? That is the key. The sad news is, is that a lot of times for us to really be able to negotiate the best and the biggest and the baddest pay that we can possibly get, we're going to have to get another job offer in hand. We're going to have to go out there and scour the market and take all the work um, and effort and put out applications and have the interviews and try to get actual in hand a job offer. Okay, so we can negotiate with a new company because the fact is 70% of the time, we're only going to be able to get a certain amount of a raise where we currently are, unless we're able to go out and get a bigger market, uh, another job, a competing job offer. And then we can really pit those against each other to coincide and make the big ask. 
But how do you do that when you don't have the time, you don't have the luxury, you don't have the opportunity to go out and get other job offers? You have to figure it out. You have to learn how to negotiate. I just want to pause and say thank you to all the amazing people tuning in and making this show a success. And to share some exciting scoop, I am opening up for the first time ever one-on-one coaching. We have two options available, the Executive Edge two-week program and the Career Catalyst six-week program, which will use my proprietary Earn It framework. If you're ready to propel your professional journey, crush your salary goals, or need someone to coach you through a big career decision, let's conquer it together. Limited spots for unlimited empowerment. Links to sign up will be in the show notes and in the link tree on my Instagram and LinkedIn site. See you there. So the number one thing I would say is that when you do get a a new job, the number one thing is, and somebody told me this many, many, many years ago, get every possible dollar you can at the outset because many companies, especially Fortune 1000 and above, the annual raise that you get offered is going to be fairly nominal in my opinion, in my uh, experience and what I know to be true in the market in general. And we're talking one and a half to potentially 4%. So the number one tip I would say is when you are going out to get a new job, make sure you get every possible dollar you can get. Do not settle unless there are other reasons why you might settle. So if you're thinking, I need at least $100,000, I would go 110. Make the ask, get ready to negotiate, see what happens, but get every dollar you can because it's your opportunity. And what if you end up loving the job, but you don't want to start falling down on the trajectory because you just didn't start off high enough, okay? Number two, data. Data, 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 data. The more data, the better. So if you know what other people in the company are making, if you know what uh, other jobs in the market, in the area, in the industry, what all kind of data can you accumulate so that you can go in with a data-driven number? Not a feeling, not a guess, not a I want, but data so that you can say, my research shows that for jobs like this, in this market, in this industry, the range is X, Y, Z. Data takes the feelings out of it and makes it less adversarial. It allows you to come off stronger. It allows you to come off more knowledgeable. And it means you really prepared in what you were talking about. And people are going to take that more seriously. And that's something that they can take back to their management internally to talk about. Because if the number that you're asking for or the range that you're asking for is above the range that they have already put together, but they really love you, they're going to need some data points. You always want to make somebody else's job easier for them because they are more likely to take bigger action on your behalf when it's easy. And if you just say, I want, I des- I, I believe I deserve, they're not, you're not giving them anything that supports that. Number three, 
when you want to negotiate your salary, you need to have a good track record of what you have personally achieved. So we have number two, which is more about market. And then number three, which is specific to you, your capabilities, your history, your specific skills, soft skills, hard skills, and also experience projects that you've led, teams that you've put into place, revenue that you have generated, cost savings that you have come up with for the company. All of these big pieces that can show very clearly and very quickly why you deserve what you are asking for. So if you say the market range is between 60 and 80, and I'm asking for 82 because I have done X, Y, and Z. That again, makes it very clear, makes it very actionable. Number four in a negotiation. The big question that a lot of people in career and negotiations talk about is when to disclose the range, what you're looking to make in the job. There has been some new research out that says uh, some experts state that you should actually just come out with it front and center. So there's an expectation as you move forward into the process of what you want and if that's aligned with what the job will actually offer. I am more of the old school thinking that it benefits you to wait to share. If you are not sure and you are going on a lot of interviews and talking to a lot of recruiters and or um, gatekeepers at the outset, feel free to do what we call trial and error assessments where you try it out, where you share at the beginning or you share in the application and then you withhold it and see which way it works better for you specifically. But for me, my experience, my expertise, people that I've talked to, people that I've worked with. And what I think the statistics show overall is that you are going to be better off in the long run waiting until you understand more about the company, the culture, the job itself. You do not know all of those things until you've actually been through at least one interview. I also think that some people are really two-dimensional on paper. And in an interview, you can be very colorful very personable, very um, outgoing and charismatic. And once you, when people see that and are warmed up to that, if you go out with a big, big range that might be on the top side, the top end of what the, the job market for your category and type of position would be, you know, potentially offering, then when you put that personality, that charisma, Um, you put a real person to the piece of paper, your resume, your application. I just think you're going, you're much more likely to stay in the running. Um, Sometimes you see that you have um, computer generated AI now is going through and weeding out candidates early on based on um, all kinds of uh, data that are input, including salary requirements. And HR people are also doing the same because they have a box that they have to check before they provide candidates to the hiring managers to actually interview. Nobody has time to interview 100 people. So they have to find ways to 
line it out. If you put yours out there and you really are the best for the position and you really are a high potential and or highly experienced uh, specialist in the position that is demanding more than the average type salary, you're never going to get the opportunity to share why you are and um, talk through those issues if you don't get into the interview to begin with. So I am of the mind that you should say, um, I appreciate your energy. I appreciate the opportunity. I am excited to come and talk to you guys about the job. And once we know more how aligned we are, we can talk about the numbers. You can say something to that. It can be super simple in, in, in an application or on paper or in an email. It's even easier to say, I believe that for the right position, we can find a way to align ourselves on what I need to move forward and what you guys are willing to do moving forward. And we need to get to know each other better before we have that conversation. And 90% of the time, they are going to let that ride. Um, if it's an application which just has a small space, I usually put uh, commiserate with experience and based on the job. Something very short, very succinct. But so my point number four is when should you disclose your salary requirements? I think you should disclose that closer to the expectation of receiving an offer or having gone through the main interviews and getting close to the top candidate. Otherwise, you really just don't need to get to that point. Okay? So negotiating tip number five that I think is really important for you to be aware of is what is your walkaway number? What is your walkaway number? You may be so enamored with a job once you get through the interviews with you meet the people and then they come back with a lowball offer and it might be, you know, deflating. It might knock the air right out of your lungs to say, these people seem so interested in me. They seemed so excited by what I have to bring to the table. They saw all my experience and all of my education and the places that I've worked and the things that I've done. Why would they offer me something so low? It's not personal, it's business. So you have to decide for yourself, what is your walk away number? Okay, because it's okay to walk away. If a company is not going to value you the way you value yourself, I promise you that accepting a job where you're making less than you feel you should be making is going to taint your entire experience. And it's going to taint how you view the company once you're there and once the newness and the excitement of a new job wears off. So you need to get paid what you feel you deserve for that role. And getting that out right there on the negotiating table is very important. And if you are not able to meet your drop dead number, you need to walk away and wait for an opportunity that's right for you. Now, this does not mean if there's extenuating circumstance, if you have lost your job and you need to feed your babies, then obviously you need to do that. And maybe it's a short term temporary job. But if this is something you consider to be a dream job, a dream company that you wanted to work with and work for, but they're not willing to pay you, is it really your dream job? Is it really your dream company? 
Maybe you built it up to be something more than it was in your head. Maybe you thought because it's such a good brand, such a well-known, well-respected company that they would pay better. And maybe they just don't because their brand recognition allows them to pull in amazing candidates at a lower price point. It doesn't matter. What's your walkaway number? What is it that you need to be happy at this company to go forward? If you gave a range and they are not going to pay within that range, you really need to ask yourself, is this the right place for me? So when it comes to negotiating, there are so many other nuances to that. There's, you know, what do you wear? What do you look people in the eye? When is the right time? How much should you go back and forth? Um, And those are all nuanced things that we get into at other points. And I talk about, um, and I'm certainly happy to have a conversation more with you. And if you're in a position where you need to talk about that, or you're actively applying and you want feedback, um, I'm certainly happy to work with you on a coaching basis. But these are my five really quick, most important, big high level points that you need to keep in mind when it comes to negotiating for a job. Okay. So make sure you keep those in mind. Make sure you have that data. Make sure you know what you've accomplished. Make sure you know what your range is, what your walkaway number is, and when you're going to talk about that salary range. Those are the key points you need to going into a job negotiation so you can make it the best because this is your opportunity. This is where you can really bring home the bacon. This is where you can ensure that you are going to be able to make a difference in your life and your family's life and your ability to start building that legacy that you want to lead. So make sure that you are negotiating, that you don't just roll over and take the first offer that you get because you don't get what you deserve. You get what you negotiate. So make sure you're doing it. I know that you are meant for more. I know that you are here waiting to build a legacy for yourself, find something that's going to drive you, make you so happy, make you so incredibly um, thankful and grateful in a place that you can call home that pays you what you're worth and get what you deserve. It's out there for you. Keep going. Keep working on it. I will have a course launching near the end of the year with a pre-sale coming up in November. So be on the lookout for that. We talk about this and so much more in my course. So if you need it, if you're looking for help, if you're wanting to find a way to build up your legacy, build up your personal brand and your ability to bring home bigger dollars and negotiate for yourself, this is going to be the course for you called Salary Wise. So stay tuned for that. If I can help any other ways, if there's a topic that you want to know about, if you want something more in depth, definitely feel free to reach out. Otherwise, keep getting clear and we will be back next time. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you want to create a career you love, get the salary you deserve and build the confidence to live life on your own terms, sign up for my free newsletter where you'll get actionable tips to raise your worth, build your wealth, create freedom and create a life you absolutely love. Head over to crystalwaremedia.com to sign up or click the link in the show notes and join thousands of others making their dreams a reality. Whether you're just embarking on the journey or well on your way, the Worthful newsletter has something for you. See you next week.